Pisces. So that's Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, right? Correct. The last I Fannie checked. Fannie Mae's been around for about 75 years. Freddie Mac's been around for about 50 years, give or take a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Over the course of that time, they've been profitable all but five years. Mm. Over the course of that time, with their public-private enterprise, they made money for private money investors. Over the course of that time, they've been remarkably philanthropic, meaning they're giving money to different charities and serving Absolutely. the underserved across the country for that entire existence, with the exception of a few years. Right. Can't we just call it a mulligan? <laughs> I, really? I mean, really? Why are you going to fix something that's not broken? You know, the that is fantastic. Suffered, the GSD suffered. The, the car industry suffered. You know, the you know somebody who makes Beanie Babies suffered during those years. Everybody was suffering during the largest economic turndown since the Great Depression. Yeah. Can't we just call it a mulligan and be done with it? Because here's what's happening right now. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, not only are they profitable... They're more profitable now than they have ever been. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the Treasury goes in there on a quarterly basis and sweeps all of their money. Mm. They're not just paying back the interest and the principal on their bailouts. They're paying that and some. They're taking their 30-year note, and they're going to pay this thing off in a few years. Yeah, this is awesome because they are. They are sweeping their profits right into the bank. They're sweeping their profits, all of them. And, and, you know, I mean, looking back. So they're more profitable now than they've ever been. They've been profitable for almost their entire existence. They've been philanthropic, philanthropic with what they've done. Oh, and by the way, they've got their hands in 75% of the mortgages in this country. Why in the heck would we want to mess with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they bring affordable lending to the entire country. Absolutely. But here's the deal. I don't care who, who wants to go ahead and revamp or get rid of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Here's the truth of the matter. Let's take everything I said and throw it aside. They increase the G fee, which is the guarantee fee on every loan delivered or going through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and the government does not need to use that money for Fannie and Freddie. They can Mm. use it for other endeavors. Once again, guys, it's a tax. It's a tax that's going to be there for the next 10 years. And the last time I checked, nobody in Congress is very good about doing away with taxes that bring money into them. There's just no way they can get rid of them. Right. Well, and I think the big mistake, and I may be way off base with this, but one of the big mistakes that was made maybe could have been, you know, contributed to this whole problem. And it happened, you know, with the Alt-A, the subprime, became a larger portion of the pie. I don't know if they're directly responsible for that. I don't know that the Clinton administration is responsible. I don't care who was responsible for that. But the fact of the matter was that home prices increased way too dramatically lending practices became way too slack and you know we have tightened up well before everybody else did in 2008 you know what we're not doing the things today that we were doing in 2008 we're not doing the the pay option arms the reverse amortization all that we're not doing it so that my point is that you know we have corrected the system now there are important legislative things that probably do need to be put in place for these you know really crazy batches of loans. We need to make sure that investors that are purchasing these pools of loans and they only want a paper loans, they're not getting anything else. Well, there, Brian, there's also this, uh, you know, during that bust and during that period of time where uh, up to 2008, the private label mortgage-backed securities were in place and they were doing the subprime stuff. 
and and they've disappeared. So is there a blend now where the private label guys could come back in with maybe some federal regulation to keep them from coming up with the subprime uh, products again and just try to blend some of this and take it away, maybe fix some of that 75%? I think you guys had a video on this just the other day. Really? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I, sh- I sure hope so. I want to see negative negam arms come back. I want to see negam option arms, stated income loans come back. I think they're good for the market, and I mean that, too. I'm not joking. When these things first came out, they were being sold. Um, by the way, Dave Stevens, who's now the president of the NBA, started out over at um, <clears throat> World Savings. And when he was running World Savings, that's all they did. Yeah. They were with the coffee and the cozy and their negam, their stated income, their self-employed, and it was the best-performing portfolio of loans in the country. Yeah. And the reason was because you did have to have a down payment. Right. You did to have, had to have reserves. You did have to have good credit scores in order to qualify for one of these things. It was a loan right. that was intended for the right person. Our self-employed people right now are kind of on the outside looking in, mm, and there are people right. where that Very loan good is point. a good thing. What we did is we, we bastardized the whole thing. Mm, so I hope yeah. it does come back, and I think it will. Now, as far as the GSEs goes, Fannie and Freddie just came out and said they're not going to, they're not going to be dealing with anything that isn't a qualified mortgage that meets the safe harbor standards. Right. So what they've come out and said is we're only going to take the clean creme de la creme you know, you know, mom, pa, meat and potato type of deals. So, so we understand what their pain threshold is going to be. And, and, and I think we all accept it. It doesn't mean that the market still doesn't have room for the oddball buyer with, with the well-intended qualified buyer who does not meet the safe harbor qualified mortgage standard. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to have some form of financing. It means it needs to be different and it needs to be regulated. So I certainly right, hope it right. does come back. Well, Excellent. and I, and I, what I think uh, your video, and, and I may be wrong about this, but the video you, you played kind of a, a sarcastic take on this, which is yeah. that we're doing this, you know, this is happening all over again. The QRM we have, it's the same exact thing. It's the, it's almost a repeat of history. How do we change history? And what did, what do we need to know as lenders, as a uh, real estate community, as the public, who do we need to, tell and what do we need to tell them what what should what's the big kind of silver bullet that will keep from happening keep these things from happening again it, it's regulation i you know there i'm not against all regulation i'm just against a lot of the regulation that has been put forth since 2008 mm. um but we do have to have regulation you know when we're talking about those world savings stated income negam deals and how it was a well-performing portfolio and it was the problem was is securitization came in and we started to bundle these things, and then we started to change our guidelines. Mm. And then you have the, you know, the, the Washington Mutuals coming in and offering stated income deals to W-2 employees. Yeah, that which, was a big mistake. Which, by the way, it is impossible to do that loan and not commit fraud. Yeah, the nature unless of it's the exactly the same. <laughs> that is fraudulent. Yeah. So we have to have some form of reasonable regulation that allows qualified buyers who don't fit into the squares and circles that we have right now yeah. to go ahead and, and get properties. But it is, it is reasonable regulation that needs to take place. I, I'm glad that you said that. We only have one minute left, and I just want to wrap up because I'm really so thankful that you came in and gave us uh, the time that you did, and we're going to absolutely have you and or Frank back. We love you guys very much, and we recommend everybody to go to our website right now and link up with um, the good folks over there at National Real Estate Post. We want to thank you for coming in. And, and the bottom line on all of this is, is guys, get involved and understand what the process 
this is and try to educate yourself, you can do that through thehousinghour.com. We have a treasure trove of information for all of you to just go in and digest. We're available. Me and Mark will be happy to talk with you and give you the information you need. But anyway, Brian Stevens, thank you for coming in today. Well, thank you so much, guys. And you make it a wonderful day. I appreciate it so much. I'll make it a sunny day. How about that? We'll see you next week right here on The Housing Hour.